0: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome along to the podcast. My name is Keith Walsh, and this is. The imaginatively titled Keith Walsh Podcast. The Keith Walsh Podcast. I'm sitting up in my room and it is the 5th of October as we go to press. It's a Monday evening. I'm a little bit tired. We had our first rehearsal back. Guys, can you just stop talking? Um, (laughs) Um, My wife is on the landing. I should close the door, really. My wife is on the landing. Bye. Bye. See you, Finn. My son is on the landing. And uh, my wife was putting together bundles for her business. Her company is called... They're called Nearly Sisters. You should check them out and follow them on Instagram. That's what she's doing. She's putting the bundles together. They're little hampers of stuff. Nice, really nice stuff. Bundles of joy, I like to call them. My daughter's downstairs having a a grind, so we have a small enough house so we all have to scarp her upstairs and hide so she has the downstairs to herself it's kind of an open plan thing so if someone's doing something in the kitchen you can't really be in the sitting room do you know that kind of way so that's the situation I hope you've got a picture of the scenario here this evening and uh, I had asked for some shout outs oh yeah I was talking about uh, so today was my first day back rehearsing for I was talking about being tired today was the first day back Rehearsing for Keith Walsh is pure mental. The live show. It's a one-man show. It's me. I'm the one man. And it's a show I wrote about me. My life. And therapy. And dealing with the shit that life sometimes throws at us. It's not. It was. We were rehearsing today. And we kind of. We were still kind of rehearsing and writing a little bit. And. You know, there's stuff. I, I talk about stuff that happened to me in my life my childhood, my adulthood, and it we were just kind of going, look, this life is, shit happens in life. But the point of it is, not that you're going to change that shit happens, because shit's going to happen. Sad things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen. But it's the fact that uh, we just have to deal with it somehow, however you choose to deal with it. And uh, we were like, bing, that's it. That's the thing. That's what we're talking about. So Keith Walsh's Pure Mental is the name of the show. Coming to a theatre near you, we will be announcing dates. As I said, this is the week starting Monday, the 5th of October. We'll be announcing dates on Thursday. This week. And if you're listening to this, 2022. The show's probably over. Or it's been in the Olympia. Or we've been to Edinburgh. Or we've been to... I'd love to go to New York. That'd be cool. Or even Sydney. Sydney and New York. I'll do a world tour. Can't wait. See you there. Uh, I did ask on Twitter just before I counter recorded record it if anybody wanted a shout-out. So, uh, Damien Finnan. Do you pronounce it Finnan or Finan? I don't know. Some people say Finnan, Some people say Finnan. Damien, either way. Uh, he says, Paul. Hey, Paul. Nicknamed Whiskey, I think. Uh, would not only enjoy a shout-out, but would be a great guest," says Damien. "Thank you, Damien. Thanks for that tip, Paul. I'll try and get you on. Uh, I, yeah, I'd be interested in talking to Paul about about his hurling career mostly. Uh, Roger's hot nuts does nothing to do with Paul. I've moved on. Could you give us a shout out for anyone looking for peanuts? Hang on a second. Roger's hot nuts. You can follow them on Twitter. They are. Peanuts, RHN, at Peanuts, RHN, Rogers Hot Nuts, Palito Peanuts, right? Here's the message. Could you give us a shout out for anyone looking for peanuts delivered to their door? It's not working out too well with pubs these days. Please, if you don't mind. You, you seriously deliver hot nuts to people's doors? And are those the the little tubs, the little cartons? You won't be able to answer me. You can email me, it's uh, keithwalshpod at gmail.com. Shout out to Dev, he's on uh, Twitter there, wants a shout out, that's it, just wants a shout out. The Tripodcast, what's this now? The Tripod is an Irish photography podcast bringing you topical, fun and interactive conversations each week. Let's Talk Photography, Tripod Ireland. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, it's called, you can follow them on Twitter, at the tripod underscore cast if you're interested in photography and all that um ping pong posse club hello ping pong posse club the only half of irish electric sound collective ping pong posse club the only half uh you can email ping pong posse club if you're interested in this electronic sound collective ping pong posse club at gmail.com or at Ping Pong Posse on Twitter and probably other social media as well. New EP, Strange for Change, out May 18th, which I presume. Scratch my beard. Which I presume was last May 18th, so it's out already. Check it out. They're looking for plays on. Uh, oh, they have a new thing. They have a new single out of it, Get Out of My Face. Check them out on Spotify if you're into that kind of thing. Looks good. Robin Dave Carney. Do you know that Twitter handle? Robin Dave Carney. It's like. It's like uh, boring Milner. What's that one? The, the the Liverpool footballer who's who apparently is quite boring. Well, Rob and Dave Carney. That Twitter account is kinda like that because they're really boring and they just have when they want to celebrate they might have a glass of milk, and they just want me to say, "Old oh, Mister Brennan." I can say, "Old oh, Mister Brennan." Uh, we used to do. I used to do a show on Spin, and we used to have a character who did ads and it was based on the Mr. Brennan ads but Joe did the voice of old Mr. Brennan um, so I can't do it properly but there you go Rob and Dave Kearney thanks for asking uh, Sinead says hope you don't change the long goodbye when you're trying to wrap up Sinead would I Charlie started to shout out there uh, Martina O'Shaughnessy hello Martina O'Shaughnessy if you're Irish do you say shocknessy answers to Keith Walshpod at gmail.com is it Martina O'Shaughnessy or, oh, shocknessy. Or, have I said it wrong both ways? Uh, she wants to shout it for Roisin. <laughs> Hi, Roisin. How are you? But Roisin is on Twitter. Write this down. Get a pencil. I'll wait. Get a pencil. Okay. You have a pencil? That one's not working. Get another pencil. Get a pen. A pen will do. That'll do. That that highlighter marker's fine. You'll okay. definitely be able to work out what you've written down on that white page. This is at Roisin97149 at Roshin97149183 She's joined just, oh no, no, she joined this year, Twitter May 2020 and she has one follower So I'm going to follow her, there you go Roshin So if you'd like to follow Roshin97149183 97149183 and say Keith sent you roshin nine seven one four nine one eight three i should stop saying that now um and uh, tom o'connor wants a shout out i met him in the shop the other day and we both had masks on i didn't recognize him he didn't he kind of recognized me i think but i didn't recognize him until kind of much later but i had a chat with him anyway through masks and then as i was walking around ah it's tom of course it is so i think that's all the shout outs for this evening let me just double check it a friend of mine just got out of hospital, so maybe a shout out for uh, at real Donald Trump. Thanks, man. Thanks, Keith. Uh, good one. I hope you hope you enjoy that. A uh, shout out to Vocal Albatross and uh, the Kids Coach. Hello, the Kids Coach at the Kids Coach too on Twitter. If you want to follow that lad, there you go. That's all the shout outs. Keith at gmail.com If you'd like a shout out, or you'd like to talk to me about anything, get in touch. If you've got a story. If you've got a story, a good story, and you think you'd be good on a podcast and you think you'd be interesting, email me your story, Pod. at gmail.com or keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com. Either of those will get me. I'd love to hear your story. Okay? Except my sister Kira. because I know your story, Kira. And we might get you on anyway. But you don't what I mean is you don't have to send the email. But she's been uh, she's been on to me. She's been on to me a few times about coming on the podcast. You never know. Might get. I should say every week coming up next week, or maybe the, the week after, my sister gear and then just not get her on. That's proper brother-sister trolling. Hi Care anyway. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. This is Paddy P.O. Smith. Let me just have a look here at his Instagram bio, because I like to give people the introduction... <laughs> I like to give people the introduction they might give themselves. And... Uh, and get everything right. And especially with Paddy because um, Paddy Smith. He's Paddy P. O. Smith. So he was you'll find out why he's Paddy P. O. Smith if you listen to the podcast. If you bother. Um winner of at Channel 4, The Circle, season two. So he's Irish, but he won the circle. I had written down in my notes winner of reality TV show The Ring. <laughs> the circle. I think the ring is a whole different other <laughs> game. <than other laughs> Paddy, if you win, if you win a reality TV show called The Ring, I'll get you on again. Um, and he is—he has written here as my as my as my internet disables itself just at the right time. Paddy is a disabled activist. I do talk to him about using the word disabled. So you'll hear about that in the podcast uh loving my disabled life he is he's a big uh, instagram collaborator uh see he's got a little he's got his agent there if you want to get in touch with him he's got a a local agent and a a uk agent uh if you want to follow him anyway he's paddy with an extra y smith with a y so it's paddy y smith and that's smith spelt with a y and he's got a blue tick, so you know it's definitely him. He's a handsome fellow. I tell you that for nothing. We had a great talk. He um, a recent a, a recent interview. I think it was just after he came out of the ring, mm-hmm. the circle. I don't know when it was. Just found it. Uh, he a quote from Paddy. I didn't want people to think that I was desperate for a date. I went on first dates Ireland for the experience and to show people how hard it can be for a gay disabled person on the scene. Uh, We talked about therapy. We talked about, actually, this is something that I want to stress a little bit or definitely mention. He talked about taking something called ayahuasca. Um, So it's probably an over-18s episode. There's a lot of F-word mentions. I think we got a bit... I think we are a bit cocky with each other or something. For some reason, we said... We said fuck a lot. Um, Uh, Not a lot, but a bit. More than usual, I think. Uh, But he talks about taking taking ayahuasca. I want to just say if you are thinking of taking anything that isn't a prescription isn't given to you by your doctor isn't given to you by a chemist isn't any other drug other than a pint you buy in a pub please don't Uh, and if we're talking about a thing called ayahuasca he took it in a controlled environment and he was with people that knew what they were doing so i would say if you're doing anything anything dangerous at all you know, jumping off something, you know, parachute jump, ayahuasca, whatever it is, make sure you do it properly and you do it with people who know what they're doing. OK, that's my warning. Or just don't do it at all. Much better. Um, so we talked about taking ayahuasca. We talked about the goat house, uh, which had changed its name uh, by the time I'm going to press to the goat house. It's a hype house, a house of influencers and uh, why he's called. Oh, oh, talking about uh, dancing with uh, an African tribe. There is the sound of a drill. There's a bit of work going on near Paddy's house, so there is a drill. Hopefully, that won't be too annoying. And uh, there's a siren going on in the background here in Newbridge. And why he's called Paddy Peel Smith? All of that stuff. It's all on the way. That's a long introduction, isn't it? Please enjoy episode. I'm going to say episode seven. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. Of the Keith Walsh podcast with Paddy. P.O. Smith, nice one, Morning, Paddy.
0: How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? runs grand, grand. how are you? Not too bad. Yeah. With Dublin in lockdown, does that mean you? Uh, you can't, you're not. You weren't out last night. No. Which is good for you,
0: because it means <laughs> I actually came to this uh, meeting. Not hungover. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good. I was wondering,
0: <laughs> wondering how you Wonder, w- wondering why I look so good, Keith. You're like Jesus. Yeah, look, stump them to off. <laughs> Does
1: he them off. Do have a filter? How do you always look great. Um, yeah, I yeah, I was wondering would you would you be ta- would Monday morning be a? Go- I mean, it's not the morning. It's it's, <laughs> it's midday on a Monday morning.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Cause I would be fine on a Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They're good times for me. Thursday, Friday. Why?
1: why, What happens then?
0: I could... Who knows, Keith? You know, the world's my oyster. Not anymore.
1: So you would have been a man to go out on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night as opposed to Sunday night. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I'd go Thursday, Friday, kind
1: of. So what would your weekly routine have been before lockdown? Uh,
0: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, day.
1: Thursday? Day. You go out? A, a Thursday night I'd go out. Right, okay. So what you're saying is you'd be bad on a Thursday during the day. You no, know,
0: well not during the day, but like I'd be more have the Friday feeling.
1: You know what I mean? So, be, so Thursday day you start thinking, okay, I'm feeling like we need to go back out again. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So um, I'm getting, I'm, get, I'm getting old now, Keith. So I'm starting to only do one day a week now.
1: Do wow, week. you must be yeah. what you must be what 30, are right, you, Paddy, or something? 30, 32.
0: What you're so old, you're so I know, old. I know,
1: I know. Uh, I, I, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll just lash straight into it, Patty. We've kind of started anyway. Uh, I'm recording anyway, and uh, thank you very much for agreeing to do this. I want to just start at the beginning because, um, I noticed on your Instagram you use the word disabled, yeah, um, and that's obviously okay to say disabled. I would have thought. there 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 could be a better word for it, but is disabled the word that you would use that that disabled people use at the moment?
0: Uh, It's not the word that disabled people, it isn't the word that people use. Uh, They're usually differently abled. But I think you only give a word power if you allow it to. So I don't like, like that's the word I grew up with and that's the word people used to call me. So I'm going to own that and change the narrative around it rather than, think it's negative because of what I've gone through. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because I find it difficult to say the word disabled when I'm saying what I'm talking to you. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's a good word. I don't think I think differently abled is a much better way of describing it. Uh, well, I mean I'd love to not have to say it at all.
0: Yeah, but in some ways isn't it too PG? Like, aren't we getting too PG in a certain sense? I mean I'm all for it as well. All for differently abled, all for whatever it's made uh, break the boundaries and stuff, but like I own the word, so mm-hmm. I use it in a positive sense. When I say the word, I'm never trying to do it in a negative connotation. I'm more taking it back from the negative from the negativity I found from it and trying to like flip it on its head.
1: And just for anybody that's listening that doesn't know you, what's your disability?
0: How dare you? Everyone let no, I'm know, yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, my disability. I have cerebral palsy in my legs. So, um, my mom had cancer of the womb when I was in her, and then we had like complications in the pregnancy. They thought I'd be, um, stillbirth or dead syndrome. I uh, I brought myself on two months early then, and then, sure, I grew in an incubator. I had no fingernails around them uh yeah then i don't know how i was meant to get um a bell bag as well like i was i was a half an hour from getting that operation and thank god i did a shit like (laughs) uh, like that was that would have been uh yeah disabled with a bell bag and specky four eyes i mean honestly the endless list would have been endless uh best
1: shit
0: ever yeah thank god
1: (laughs) I still remember it.
0: Yeah, I still remember <laughs> it <to> this day. <laughs> I still have it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we kept A keep it. A keepsake. <laughs> I love, I love how you describe your, you and your mother. I love your descri- describing your birth. Like, I've, ne- I've never heard anybody else describe it like you brought yourself like you were part of it you know and you were like we're we're all part of it but like it's like you you were involved in the decision making you were yeah
0: i was like i was like i was like screw you you, mom i'm taking control of the reins here (laughs) this isn't working out for me okay uh, uh, yeah
1: this is not a good place for me to be i'm coming out Uh, i I love
0: love you you. yeah i love you and all mom i love you you know, shows you as my mother, uh, I adore you, but I'm, I'm taking the reins.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm I, just, I'm going to come out and tell you how it's going to be from now on, all right, because you're yeah. fucking this up, everybody. <laughs> I'm the only one who knows what needs to happen right now. It does. Oh, I love it. It's brilliant. And uh,
0: where did you grow up, Paddy? I grew up in Sutton, beside hope. no one really knows where Sutton is. It's, as you go through to get up to the hope, to get up to hope, it's there. There's something. It's the gateway to Hoth, That's how people. It's, yeah, it's it, it, the peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I grew up there for 20 years. I went to uh, an all boys school because my dad said that he wanted to make me more masculine. That really worked out for him, didn't it? Uh, and make me more, make me more of a man. And
1: which yeah. you are, which you are, I, yeah. you you
0: are more i know, a money yeah. I'm, I'm only joking. My dad You are more
1: there. of you're more of a man than many of the manly men that I've come across, to be honest with you.
0: You're making me blush. It was the Irish <laughs> people don't know how to say compliments. No, uh, not
1: very bad at it. so Sutton was your Sutton born, bread and butter. And how was the how was the boys' school experience for you?
0: Yeah, it was it was it was luck, it was up and down. I mean uh I definitely had my fair share of uh, bullying but you know like so does everyone and it was not due to my disability actually it was only when I came out as gay that I got badly bullied Um it was like it was almost like they they could accept my disability but they, they couldn't accept my sexuality which was weird and then um, I got my got my own um, back in some ways i score i kissed my bully in the bathrooms of the of the of one of the bathrooms of the yeah in the school so that went around and that was that was one of my uh i look back on it and it was yeah it was a weird moment but look it was the best payback i could ever get
1: <laughs> and was that bec- was he do you think he, he was, came,
0: yeah like he- i didn't uh, hold on i want to clarify i didn't, <laughs> I, didn't I didn't push him into the bathrooms now like he came on to me so
1: but I mean, was that was he the cheap bully because of his own sexuality, et cetera, et cetera, Do you think? Probably.
0: I don't know. Now I don't even follow him on Instagram, rant. Like I don't, I wouldn't see him about. But yeah, maybe that is the case. And if it is, you know, I hope he's happy now. Do you know what I mean? I, I would wish no badness on him. But um, when you're a teenager, you you're that's kind of a you kind of feel like you're you're getting a bit of the power back of what you've been going through.
1: Totally. I think I think anyway, like in teenage years. You know, I find it hard for any young man to say to be able to say, I definitely knew, you know, I was yeah. straight or I wasn't gay or whatever. And you know, I think yeah. at that at that time, because of because of society, even for straight boys or you know, there was de- there was a lot of confusion and, and almost fear because yeah. because society was telling you, if you are gay, that's bad. So that's a bit yeah. of a, that's something to worry about. The people, the people who were gay and knew they were gay were worried about coming out. The people who weren't gay were worried that, you know, they'd catch gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or or just be gay and then how would that... You know, it was just everything about what, so, what society was saying. It wasn't doing anybody any favors, you know? It was just creating this weird... Via, dynamic. Sort of angry, yeah. frustrated dynamic, you know? And, and hopefully... Hopefully it's getting better. I don't know if it is. Um, So you, you got through school. You seem to be... You, I mean, I think you seem to have a very, very good attitude. Where does that come from? I mean, I, I'm gonna sort of say uh, your, your parents sort of. You have good parents. <laughs> or something. Uh, I have to give them the. I have to give them
0: the kudos. Yeah. Now, I don't actually know. I mean, I've always been like this. It's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like I don't look at myself as different. Sometimes, do you know what I mean? Like mm. I don't see myself as disabled until I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, shit. But when I'm walking around and stuff, I don't really look at myself. as. And I suppose in a lot of ways, I've always embraced my differences as well. Like, even as a kid, it was never thing I got upset about. It was never a thing that I was kind of worried about, you know, it only came into fruition of my worry of what I was trying to get with people. Because I always felt in the back foot. So when like, in a way of like when you're growing up as a teenager, like I, I always felt like insecure around girls or people that I wanted to get with, like you know, or guys or anyone. It only came into fruition of my insecurities around that when I was trying to figure out who I was. You who know? mm. as a kid and all that. And now, like I'm still I'm still working right now, but I've got much better. It's more accepting. I used to not accept it so much that I kind of run away from my disability, like almost like never see it. And like the biggest thing I learned from therapy and stuff is I have to realize what it is and accept it to what it is. So I can, like, I can move on with that. Do you know what I mean? Like burying my head in the sand and just being like that, it doesn't exist, it's kind of just as bad as being self-pity about it, I've learned, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah. So tell me about tell me about what brought you to therapy then. What, was, there, was there a moment? Was there a thing? Was it, was it something you've always done? Uh, it was
0: actually after The Circle. So I, uh, when I won the show The Circle, uh, I came out to a reaction that was very divided. Like the amount of trolling and hating I got online just being myself, and I kind of went to a downward trajectory. Like, in terms of, like I thought, you know, when you win a show like that, you think, Oh my god, this is gonna like change my life! Like, I'm gonna be like a Moira Higgins. Like, you know, I won just a UK reality show, uh, and I like and I fought to win, and people must like me. I'm, I'm I got the validation I always wanted, and then I came out to this kind of like kind of like avalanche of hate almost like people didn't like that i, w- that I won i was almost like the anti-winner because uh and don't get me wrong I, I had like loads of people that liked me as well i like divided the, the people's opinion um because of how i won so and then i had to go to therapy for that because it really it really knocked me uh, and i had to really look in the mirror at myself because i came out and i just didn't really understand what happened and my dad had passed away, sorry, in that in that time well. So okay. all of this is happening. So I jumped into that show and my dad had just passed away. So I was going through grief as well. And I came out to kind of a, a, a lot of hate. Uh, so it was a lot to deal with at once.
1: So for anybody listening, the circle was kind of like a kind of a new version of Big Brother in that you were yeah. all in separate ho- pods, houses, and you could only communicate kind of through using it... Th- it's on social media, kind of. And yeah. you you sort of won the modern big brother. That's the best way of yeah. explaining it to anybody. You won 50 grand. Is that right? Uh, uh, 75, Keith. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was delighted. I, I watched that. And it was kind of like, because uh, I kind of knew you. I, I, I knew you a little yeah. bit. And I was cheering you on. I was delighted when you won. I was just thinking, this is it. Uh, here comes Patty, you know here comes Paddy world and it was great because you're Irish and it was an English program and all that kind of stuff. Um, But like part of the reason that I went to therapy was, uh, was because of uh, some, I was presenting the breakfast show for a long time and then that stopped and and I felt rejected, you know, I felt rejected by the world. Like they don't like me. People don't. they don't want me doing the show. I'm not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. That's why I started therapy. So almost something similar in that you like, there's a there's an there's a there's a big problem, and and this is one of the reasons why I want to talk to people like you, Patty, is there's yeah. like with, with 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 social media, with uh, with shows like that. Even I had friends when I was younger who were in like boy bands or girl bands and they'd get mm-hmm. their big break and they'd make they'd have a couple of number ones or whatever, and then the record company might just grow tired of them and go, Well, we're done with you now, and then they're left and and what the fuck are they supposed to do? Like I remember yeah. one friend of mine in particular, Sinead, she was in Bewitched and I don't think she will mind me saying, she was like, it's not like I can just, it's not like she didn't want to get a job in a shop, but she was saying, I can't just get a fucking job in a shop. I can't just go into pennies and start working there. Like, Yeah. I know. What, what am I supposed to do? It's, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like you're, you're discarded. You went in with your eyes open thinking, this is going to be great for me. it be great for my career. I, I, I have a few things in my head that I want to do. And I really think this would gave me the platform to do those things. And then it's the it's the come down afterwards.
0: Yeah. And really it's fuck massive. with your fuck with your head. Yeah. So And I don't want I don't want people to think I'm ungrateful. I mean, Jesus, it's a, it got me a lot of stuff as well. I'm not ungrateful ha, for what ha, happened. It's just ha, my, ha, my headspace going in there is different. Yeah.
1: And Patty, sorry to, to interrupt you. This is the thing that we, we we always feel like we have to apologize for. Your situation is your situation, and it's relative to you. Do you know what I mean? This is where you were at. Yeah. And like we, like I have, I've gone through a process yeah. of not. I'm not worried about who thinks that I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm just saying this is what I went through, and this is what how I'm dealing with it. And you're going through your own shit. Not, I don't mean you, but other people are going through their own yeah. shit. Make sure, you, make sure you deal with it. That's all we're saying. But. Yeah. So 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 what did? So what did therapy teach you or how did it help you? That's a
0: big question. Um, it gave question. me a different perspective, you know? Uh, it, yeah, it gave me a different perspective. Uh, and I, I don't know, like, I'm still learning what it, teach, it taught me and that's what, uh, partly why I did ayahuasca as well. So it gave me a different perspective, allow, allowed me to let go of a lot of the anger and resentment and rejection I was feeling. It also helped me deal with the grief of my dad that I just lost because I didn't really deal with that. I just jumped into the show to like, kind of not deal with it. Um, and it just allowed me to offload to to a person that I knew wouldn't judge me, doesn't know me, doesn't know anything about me, doesn't know my bad points, my good points, or how I deal with stuff. It's just there to kind of listen and be a soundboard. And then after it, I kind of felt lighter. And almost like, as soon as I left like, it was like I had a pressure cooker on, and as soon as I allowed that pressure to get released, I suddenly looked at everything in a different perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like, why am I looking at things like what I've got, what I've gotten from it? Like, other things I can do with it, what it's done for me now. Or like, I'm like, how losing my dad is almost, you know, I'm putting the anger of being rejected, but also the grief I'm feeling, and I'm not really looking at that. And like the people around me and what I have and, you know, Jesus, who wouldn't love to win 75,000? But I was just so upset. Like I couldn't like get out of my house for like weeks.
1: Wow. And I I think it is like, I mean, the thing that I've been learning a lot about uh, is gratitude and, uh, you know, making, just being content. uh, It's not necessarily looking for happiness, but just being content with what you have and sort of building on that. Exactly. Um, I think it's
0: also human nature. We're always, it's like, it's all my achievements just wasn't what I expected it to be. And I got so upset by not re- reaching that expectation, partly for me and partly for my dad, that I got like into this trajectory of like self pity and annoyance and resentment, and I just kind of like
1: hated the world for a while. Yeah, and like. Yeah. It, there is that thing as well is like why isn't why aren't why isn't the establishment coming to offer me loads of jobs and why isn't yeah. you know why aren't RTE giving me a show and why aren't why, you know I mean it, 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 yeah we kind of I presume you were thinking a little bit like that well I,
0: I suppose like see I was thinking because Greg O'Shea had just won Love Island and like we were kind of going on shows together and stuff And I uh, and I know the circle wasn't as big, but it's still in the UK, and it's still like you know a good enough show on Tunnel Four. And I and I was kind of have my own thing in Ireland anyway, shouldn't I mean? So I thought in Ireland it would kind of like it did. Like Jesus, I hate talking about this kind of stuff because it sounds like I'm an absolute dick. Like, but it did kind of like raise my profile. But I just thought I'd get more from it, especially when you win a show like that. It always seemed, and no one was knocking at my door, but was the actual truth. And I had to, I had to rethink and kind of do my own proposals and send them out to people and put everything on paper of myself. And that's what I started doing and kind of things started coming in then. But at the beginning, I was like, why hasn't anyone, it's kind of like, I felt embarrassed sending out proposals to people. Be like, oh my God, I'm so scarlet. You know what I mean? But then I realized, why am I scarlet? I can write this better than anyone. And put my accolades out there better than anyone. And if, I, if I, why am I sitting here feeling sorry for myself? I'm going to use what I've got and try kind of propose myself to people and see what they take it. That's what I've, I've kind of done now. It's worked worked well, so it's good. But it took me a while to get there.
1: Yeah, I mean, a big part of it is learning to put yourself out there and not to be worried yeah. about the rejection. There's more, you know, more rejection and not seeing it as rejection, but just, it just, like what I what I try and do now is have, maybe six things that I might like to do and have them all on the go and at least, you know, hopefully you won't get rejected for all of them. Um, This is like
0: everything in every job. I mean, we're always scared to to tell people like what we're passionate about because we kind of feel like we can't say that. Like we said, like I even said there, I said like a dick because I'm saying I want this. Do you know what I mean? When you say you want something, especially in our society, you're almost like shunned. Like, how dare you? you want something? (laughs) How dare you say you want something? And like you know, you should be you should be happy for anything you got. You shouldn't want for anything.
1: And I think that's uh, one of the things I wanted to do with this podcast: just have a place where people could just you know. And and I even have to stop myself going. I know I sound like it's it's my ego here, but I I just want to say what I want to say, and I want to say what I want, and I want to go for what I want, and like it, it takes time, and I think therapy definitely has helped me to get to that point where I feel free to go, listen, I'm doing a podcast. Would you come on and have a chat? And, and, you know, maybe people will turn you down. Maybe people, maybe they won't, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, I'm still going to do the podcast. Yeah. Tell me what led you to, so for anybody uh, who doesn't know what ayahuasca is, it's a, it's a, it's a tree. It's a type, it's a drink made out of tree bark as far as I I know from Peru. Is, Is that right? Is that
0: it is? Yeah. Yeah. So my friend is kind of into this stuff, and I've heard a lot about it before, and I've always wanted to try it. Basically, it's like it's like a rooted, natural hallucinogenic drug, but it's not like a pill or anything. It's from it's from the jungle. I think it's from like the jungle in Peru. Which I, mean, I don't really know. It's like a it's like a root and a leaf mixed together,
1: mixed together. Yeah, we and they mix so- it together. I go, I go I go out into the curry here where I live in Newbridge and there's mushrooms. It's, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. So, so it's a it's a piece of tree and and root and, and, and yeah. a leaf. and, and it's a, there's a whole ceremony. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So like I went, we went for three days. So it's a three day ceremony. Where? And a week. Um, I don't know if I can say that because okay. we get in trouble, but it was in Ireland. But uh, yeah, I like. Because it's like a gray area here, they could get in trouble about that. But the, the week before, you have to kind of, you you have to cleanse your body. So you can't eat meat, dairy, fish. I mean, you can't eat meat, dairy, like you go full vegan um, and you can't have sex. So there's all these rules that you can't do a week beforehand. And, uh, and then you go down and they it like the the Shannon cooks this the the ayahuasca, and then you do yoga and all beforehand, which was great. I love yoga me now I'm great at that, so that was great as well, uh which obviously I'm not um so <laughs> I, the only one I could do was the downward dog, and then I actually got my i twist my shoulder and like. I got, trapped a nerve in it the like the, on the third day I was like oh my god so yeah so the first day you go in and you caught everyone's excited and it was kind of it was in this like like kind of like old creepy house with like you know it was kind of like 1980s horror film you know like that kind of vibe you go into it but we're all excited we all go into our bedrooms and then the first night, they call it the purge, where your body, they get your body ready. So they give you kind of just one and a half cups just to kind of get your body ready. Like And purging could be you're getting sick, you're crying, you're sweating, you're you're shitting yourself. Like, this, all of this could happen. So I was just praying that I didn't shit myself because I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, and then... So and then I started sweating like profusely at 150 and I'm like oh my god I actually thought I had COVID because it was at the very very beginning like the, the world like the world had to shut down it was a week before the world had shut down so like this is our last outing. So and then I started crying for like 40 minutes and I was like couldn't stop crying and then like people were like people were fucking fainting and all like First night, but you're all on your own, so you have an eye mask on because it's all about your inward journey. You're not like buzzing around with your mates on, like, <laughs> hey, like you're all like you're lying in the sleeping bag, like, all on your own with a fucking like, eye mask over your face. And the, and the, the ceremony is like six hours, so then that was fine. Like, saw a few colors, cried a bit, let let like it was a very good release. So the second day I went in, like, really big balls. I was like, that's grand. I still have a bit of control. Like, you know, I don't lose control. Like, I, in the back of my head, I'm still grand. Like, so I took three cups that day. And, oh, it, it was like my head. It's so basically what happens with ayahuasca is there's a gas in your head that goes off when you die. No one knows why it does. And ayahuasca does that to you, Right. So that's why you have out of body experiences. So it was like my head exploded and I left my body and uh, I was going through a universe and then I went back, I went down to, as I can describe it, an African tribe, right? It was an African tribe and they were speaking a different language and apparently in the room and all, I was speaking a different language because my friend was beside me and she couldn't stop laughing and they were saying to me we're a tribe that when we dance together we can heal people but we have to dance as one and i was like okay uh and then i start dancing and all but i'm dancing in the room but... so like i'm like oh oh like i kind of remember it but my friend was telling me he was like she was, she was like this was crazy like and I thought it was like 20 minutes. It was like six hours. I was singing all the songs, dancing around, like, madness. And what I realised is they were putting me back together. I was part of this tribe in a different life, apparently. I knew what they were saying. And they were putting me back together. Like, I had broken myself. And they were putting me back together. And then when I came down, I felt like so powerful and content, but also like, what the fuck just happened? And I came out of it and everyone was like, had you were out of like I felt like I died, and then it came back into my body. Um, when I came back in, I felt like so content, so okay with who I was. Like my sadness has kind had kind of gone away. Like that I had was feeling, and like I felt much more powerful or something. Like back to myself almost. Yeah, it was madness. And then the third day, I went in. And I was like, I can't, like, I'm so happy for my experience, but I cannot go back there. That was like, although I loved it, it was insane. Like, I had no control over anything I was doing. It was almost like I knew what I was doing, but I couldn't stop myself from dancing or singing around anything like that. I couldn't stop. And I got sick three times as well in the middle of it. And I only have like glimpses of that, but I knew what I was doing. It's not like I was off my head and like, Like, Ket or E or something. Like, I knew what I was doing, but I couldn't stop anything. Um, And then, on the third night, I was just like, I can't go back there again. So I just kind of did, like, two, and then, like, just sat there and, like, just was, like, just chilling, having good vibes. But, yeah, that was kind of, like, my experience. It was madness. And it's not for everyone, because if you can't let go of, there's a part of it when you can feel it coming on, and you can either stop it, and not let go of control, or you can let go of the control. But if once you let go, you're gone until ayahuasca brings you back, basically. Like, yeah.
1: Wow! Holy shit! And um, and and we should say like it's not for everybody, and also at the moment it's illegal in Ireland. And you were, yeah. you, you were you did it under controlled uh, circumstances, yeah, yeah. and it was all it was it was proper or whatever, uh, and. I, mean, I, pay,
0: our, I, I fully paid for it and it's like you know we brought like a professional over with us um, and like you know he had us eating vegan for the three days like writing in our diaries it was a proper ceremony like going down of self-healing
1: almost how did you how have you felt since like because suddenly then you're in lockdown and you're enlightened and you're ready to sort of take on the world and Realize yeah. your realize your dreams, and you're told, "Well, you just can't be. You
0: can't realize your dreams just yet, yeah, Paddy." Sorry. Yeah, um, it was a really weird situation because I came back like ready to take ready to take it on. Like then, uh, COVID happens, and I was like, I kind of was like, "Oh shit!" Well, then there we go, and like kind of, I kind of lost <laughs> what I learned there. Like <laughs> completely honest, I was like. Two weeks in i was just like oh well fuck this then and then fell into another depression which was great and then um what happened there i actually i kind of got myself out of it like i don't know what happened it was like one day i woke up i can't explain what one day i woke up and i was like what the fuck am i doing do you mean like what the fuck am i actually doing like so i need to change well, if I if I want this change, I need to do something to change it. I can't just be sitting around, self wallowing, and wondering when this is going to end. Uh, and I had a good I had good people around me, you know. And um, I had a boyfriend at the time as well, so uh, that kind of helped me as well. So I had a few things, and um, yeah, I don't like I don't really have a pinpoint of like what happened to get me out of that slump. But something. I woke up one day, and it was kind of like I just wanted to change everything. It was like something clicked in my head, uh, and then I just started doing stuff. Yeah.
1: And you and you started then putting proposals together, sending out yeah. ideas. What What did you start yeah. to do, Paddy? Sorry to be.
0: So. Um, so sorry to be yeah. So nosy. Yeah. Tell, tell me all your ideas,
1: Paddy. Um,
0: I. Yeah. So you can you can steal them. Uh, I started doing proposals like. <laughs> influencing proposals for like PR companies because I realized I have a lot of contacts in the PR industry from like events I've gone to people I've worked with in the past so I started putting proposals together to kind of do stuff with them and then um, I'm working on like a uh, like a really passion project uh, that hopefully will come to fruition I've I've put like my proposal out to companies for that. I don't want to talk about that yet because if it doesn't come true, you know when you don't have it yet, but it's a passion project to find that I've really, really worked hard on. Um like so hopefully that will come fruition. I've worked on that for like months. Um I've like I actually got a mentor in that type of field and they've helped me work with it as well. Um so we've we've like kind of like done a blanket like like overload of proposing it to all the companies and and like a few have bitten and now it's in like now we're in like the final meetings so hopefully that will come about and uh, but even if it doesn't it got my head back in the game does that make sense so yeah. and i have a few other like cool stuff cool things coming up with like keels latitude magazine and stuff like that so yeah like things are things are starting to move and Uh, I wanted to do like loads of talks with like like Google, Facebook, Zendesk because I realised that like disability awareness within the workplace and how to treat people with who look, who are differently abled or have, you know, have that kind of tendency about them. You know, there's a different, like people are scared about how to interact with disabled people, which is weird because they always feel like, we're so fragile you know uh and that's, that's part of like why like if you think about it there's not many disabled people integrated into normal society because people like people without disabilities are afraid to interact properly with them you know, they're afraid to hurt them they're they almost treat them like their babies you know um
1: yeah there's a lot of kind of we tend to be kind of a little bit patronizing, I suppose. And, yeah. and even in the way, like, I mean, if I'm being 100% honest, like, I mean, I look at you and, and i and I try not to be patronizing, but I just think it's, I don't want to be saying you're brave because you're just a guy yeah. trying to do your thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's hard not to be like, you know, with, ah, yeah, with, like, with, with your condition, you're even braver. Do you know what I mean?
0: I know. And that's so funny because, you look at it as brave, I look at it as something that's holding me back. You know, and that's the weirdest thing. And I think that's the difference that you have and I have. I've realized now that's something that was going to bring me forward. And obviously I've used it in certain ways to give myself a niche, especially on social media and stuff like that. But actually, if I was 100 on honest, I always think that held me back. I always, I always used to think like, if I didn't have this, imagine what I could do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, ch- and like, you look at it be like, how brave is he that he does this? Like, this is amazing. Do you know what I mean? So, I think it's a really good idea to speak with people in these companies and have talks with the employees about like, how these little conversations and how you perceive things can change that dynamic for that person in in the workplace. And I think that's of inclusion, you know? And, and I think it's good for disabled people as well to be in these discussions so we can understand how you look at it and be 100% honest. You know, it's a, it's a conversation for both. And the, the difference is all we, all we want to do... So when you say, like, oh, we're inspirational, we're brave, all we want to do is be normal. Do you know what I mean? And all people see us as, are see like brave people that put us on pedestals i I did a very long-winded answer there, but that's my answer to your question. I'm trying to deal out discussions like that as well.
1: So. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It was a very good long answer. I very enjoyed I very much enjoyed listening to it. Um can I just talk to you about social media and uh so today is September 21st, and yeah. a, couple, a couple of weeks ago, there was, a, there was a house opened in Dublin called, I don't know... It's the Goat
0: a, House. The Goat yeah, House. The,
1: the Goat House, a hype house, and a hype house for anybody that's knows. It's, yeah, it's where they and now it's, it.
0: called, it's called the Go House now.
1: It's, called, it's changed to the Go House, has it? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, so there was a bit of... Uh, was, like, first of all, let's talk about the fact that there was a lot of hate Mm-hmm. uh sort of uh, for these people who set up this house okay this is how i look at it right so mm-hmm. you've got rte okay and you've got hollywood mm-hmm. and you've got you know bbc and you've got all these sort of factories and factories of uh, of entertainment you know and you've got record companies and whatever so social mm-hmm. media for me like on places like tiktok these are forms of entertainment and and young people, more and more young people are watching TikTok as a form of entertainment. Like we would have watched TV, like I would have sat down and watched Dallas, like I would have gone to the movies and watched E.T. Kids mm-hmm. are watching TikTok and watch and have their favorites. And it's it's no different to me. It's a form of entertainment, it's no different. There's no difference, as far as I can see, between a hype house and a studio in Hollywood. I see absolutely no different. And and I don't I think people need to f- understand that. Things are, ch- you know, it's, it's it's probably mostly older people and definitely Irish people seem to have a problem with the fact that it's this is a job. This is a job for these young people.
0: But people but- never look at social media as a job. They look at people who are egotistical, you know, um, up themselves and just want their 15 minutes of fame. They don't realize it's what they love to do, create content. They, don't, they think that we just get on our phones and we just... Now, everything that we put out is thought about, you know, like I and I think that people have this idea that we just want to like, we just we just do these videos to get free stuff and to get famous. And that's a part of that's a great part of what we get. But we wouldn't get free stuff and get notoriety without you following us, without you deciding to watch us. You know uh and the reason you decide to watch us is either because you hate us and you, you hate to love us, you love us or what we've what we put out you're interested in in terms of like you may be talking about movie reviews or your house or you know or you may just be interested in the life that we have but no no people don't realize that that is a, that's the new form of celebrity that's the new form of of um of entertainment that we like to consume if you think about everyone hates them the kardashians they were the first form of that kind of reality you look into someone's life and you like with with the with a microscope and you're able to see everything about it like that's that's like the purest form of what happened and now like obviously it's very much it's ending now and people love it or hate it but if you love it or hate it that's the start of what was happening people just but people don't like to see because they don't look at it as a real job. They don't look at it as a nine to five, you have a degree. But everything like in terms of like I'm doing if a, a campaign with Kiel's on Wednesday and I have to think about the video production. What the what the script, like how I'm gonna how I'm gonna edit the video so it looks cool when I put it out. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna just sit there and be like, hey guys, like you have to think about what will keep people engaged. That's the hardest fucking job of all, but we'll keep people engaged.
1: Um, and and I, I suppose um, Tyke Fleming and his dad, Derry, I've, I've, well, I've interviewed them for the podcast as well. and And yeah. I think what lots of people don't understand is the most successful social media entertainers are the ones who edit their own content and take their own videos and yeah. script up their own words. And it's it's a proper production that goes into it. And a lot of hard work goes into as you well. Know?
0: I know. And even like, I'd say Type planning videos, even the ones that you think are very like off the cuff, he's taught about the scenario and the concepts before, you know? And they're oh, yeah. they are just very, very good and very authentic people that even when it is scripted, it doesn't seem scripted at all. He has a very authenticity about him and the family with us
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it seems very real like you're getting a glimpse into their into their lives yeah. um and then there was like, this go on yeah no go on yeah. yeah with the with the goal house so what are your feelings with that
0: yeah, geez, I, I wish i got asked and <laughs> uh, no i actually i all fair dues to them i mean they're it's a really smart move content creators trying to create content Um, all together and you know they are going to be stronger together um, as a unit and people whether you love or hate them you'll still follow them to see what they're up to so it's a really really clever I think it's a really clever idea and I think that people that are going against it, whether you think it was bad timing whether you don't like that certain people went into the house, I mean it's all envious of what they've decided to do, you know. Why are you hating on somebody trying to create something? What is it actually doing to you? If you don't like them, don't follow them.
1: Yeah, follow I don't. I, I don't know what it, I, don't, I. think it might come down to people just being. These people are, you know. And, and I've had it. I've had it leveled at me. Uh, the sentence, uh, stealing a living. So, why is it stealing? Well, I, I I've had it said to me about being on radio. You're stealing a living. Yeah. You know, you're ste- you're somehow stealing a living, and I'm like, well, who am I stealing it from, and where? Like, how how is it? A f- how, how am I stealing from you? Like, like, I'm not. You're not paying me, or you know. So, but but it's a phrase that's been used like stealing a living, and I think it's I think it comes back to uh, unless you're like digging a hole or yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's it's I don't. I think it, it's probably a jealousy. And in fairness to you, you just said I wish I was asked, yeah. and I think I think if more people were able to say. I wish I was doing that and that would that would free them from the hatred. I, know. You know, I I just like it because I wish I was doing
0: it myself, you know. Well, no, I wish I thought the idea myself. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think also the idea is that people don't understand the stress that people are under under these content creators. Like you don't understand the constant stress to be turned on or looking at your numbers and seeing them dwindle. You know, people don't understand the amount of stress people are under there in this kind of field mm. and that's why we have and like the, the I, mean, I know that we put ourselves on a pedestal and like we we allow ourselves to be judged because we put content out there that's fine i understand that's part of the gig, but it's also you know you don't get judged by like thirty thousand people on a daily basis when you're just being when you do an accounting job yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. or i know i'm like accountants are great, where when you do any job, you know, that's nine to five. You're not getting constantly ridiculed and judged by every decision. So I think that people need to look at it as a job and not just kind of as a pastime that people are trying to make, like, become the next Paris Hilton.
1: It's just, a, it's guys, it's just a job. It's just entertainment. Yes. The same as Pat Kenny, the same as Brad Pitt, the same as Whoever you listen to on the radio, whatever it is, it's just a job. It's just entertainment. Everybody needs to calm the fuck down. Uh, in your in, on Instagram, you're Paddy Peel Smith. Are you are you a very religious, fella, Paddy? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know what's getting cut down behind you, but I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried that they're going to start cutting the the your flat down there. I
0: know. <laughs> and the doors, the doors are closed and everything. Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I thought it.
1: I thought I'd better reference it in case people are going, What the hell? Yeah, it's the not, windows are very thin. It's not so, that. If Paddy hasn't got a machine buzzing away there, it's, it's, there's, no, there's some work being done. Literally outside. Paddy um, P.O. Smith, where did that come from?
0: Yeah, so I didn't realize until I was about like 20, I think, that my second name was P.O. I looked at my birth cert to get something and I always thought it was. Patrick David Pio. Well, Patrick David Smith. I always thought it was, but it's actually Patrick Pio David Smith. And I just thought I was like, I never knew that. And it was because my my mom used to pray to the saint Padre Pio um, when she's pregnant with me. So I just kind of liked it. I thought it had a bit of a ring to it. Paddy Pio. I
1: like Paddy Pio, and and it could be a good way to end the chat because it brings us back to maybe maybe Pod Pod uh, Paddy Pio. Whatever you want to call him was looking out for you when you when you made the decision to make a break for it out of your mother's womb. All, the, all yeah, those years make ago. a break
0: for it. Yeah, make a break for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been, He must have been.
1: <laughs> pa- Padre Padre Pio was saying, "Go, <laughs> go, go, Paddy, uh, go. You can do it. <laughs> get the snakes out of Ireland. Uh,
0: that, that was him, wasn't it? No. Well, pa-
1: Padre Pio was it was an actual priest. He was, he was up in his- the hands. Yeah, yeah, he had this stigmata and stuff. So he See, look, was, I was
0: named—I was partly named after. Him, don't even know what, he, what kind of saint he was. I think he was the one behind we Yeah,
1: you were named after Saint Patrick and Padre Pio, <laughs> I think, together. So you—you've you've got the powers by the power of the Vatican or something. Yeah. like
0: Yeah, thou shalt not pass.
1: <laughs> well, look at. Listen, keep getting rid of the snakes out of your life or Ireland or whatever. Keep doing what you're doing, and yeah. Uh, I've, I, I'm a big fan and uh, I think, I think thank you Keith. do great stuff and I hope that your that your big passion project comes off and uh, I'll, I'll be watching that one with interest Yeah, thanks for agreeing to chat to me and uh, I, I'd say if you've, you've worked to be doing now
0: yeah unfortunately yeah but um, thank you very much Sloggy well, honestly I appreciate it from all those years ago I, uh, I met you in 2FM do you remember?
1: I do, yeah.
0: It's a good few years ago now. I know, I know. I still have that picture when you were lifting me, when you and Bernard were lifting me up. And, uh, and Jennifer has my crutch in her hands.
1: We were, so, we were so respectful to you. I know, I okay. <laughs> So respectful. So respectful. Well, hopefully I'll see you out, out in the town some nice... Yeah, running, running between clubs, and uh, I'll see you on the telly. Or I'll see you. I know. See you on Instagram, and uh, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out for you and, and saying prayers for you to Padre Peel. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, see you, Paddy. Mind See yourself. you later. Uh, Bye. Really enjoyed that. Thanks a lot. Good luck. Bye. For what it's worth, that is, and that was, Paddy, Y. Smith with a Y Y, uh, Paddy Peel Smith. I really enjoyed t- chatting to him. I really like the guy. Um, I I don't... I mean, it's not like we hang out, but we see... We I was going to say we come across each other every now and then, but that might seem rude. But uh, we bump into each other every now and then, and uh, I really like him. So there you go. Thanks very much, Paddy, for taking the time out and for joining me on the podcast. Maybe we'll talk again. Keep in touch. If you've got something going on, give me a shout, and uh, I'll get you on the podcast again. Uh, speaking of... Um, speaking of uh getting in touch if you've got an interesting story you think that i might be interested in, you think you might be a good guest for the podcast you know you've had a, maybe a period in your life where you thought you were going to go one way but you went another way and you made a big decision or you you know you you overcame something you struggled to get through something big a big change in your life anything that you think might i might be interested in um maybe you've you've been through therapy maybe you've you found therapy helped, or you haven't used therapy and you found another way of doing it, uh, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, Keith Walsh Pod at gmail.com or just Keith Walsh. Walsh at gmail.com. Either of those will get me. Um, it's time for me to wrap up the podcast for this evening. Do check out all of the earlier podcasts. Subscribe, please. There's some brilliant podcasts in there, there's some brilliant interviews. Uh, I interviewed. Let me see. Darren Garrity, Tyke Fleming, and his dad. My friend Mike. There'll be another My Friend Mike episode going up tonight as well. So have a look out for that. As he kicks the table and bangs the mic. Uh, not that mic. Different mic. My friend Mike. This is my Mike Mike. And uh, yeah, uh, have a listen to them. Like and subscribe and tell your friends, please. That would be great. Uh, still to come on the podcast, actually. I do have some interviews in the bag. From the likes of the brilliant poet Stephen James Smith Uh, I'm all about the Smiths Um, A girl called Kira who got in touch with me And told me a brilliant story, told me her life story And that was very interesting, that's still to come And this week I'm interviewing a 12 year old rapper who lives in Gaza Abdul, Uh, MC Abdul I think he calls himself Uh, I'm actually doing that interview tomorrow So I'm really looking forward to that just to find out. He raps about peace and I'd like to find out what's it like for a 12-year-old for a kid to grow up in Gaza. Um, So that's to come and lots more besides. Oh yes, I interviewed Baz Ashmawi and uh, that will be coming out soon as well so just keep an eye out. Stay subscribed. Stay alert, people. Um, That's it. I gotta go. Signing off. The Keith Walsh Podcast Episode 7 with me, Keith Walsh. Goodbye. That's it. That's all I've got to say. I have to go now and finish the podcast right now. Okay. Okay, bye. That's it. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. I uh, hope you're well. Keep well. Stay well. Can't sign off the fucking podcast. Just sign off. Just say goodbye. Sam, will you sign off the podcast for me? Yeah, just shout Goodbye. Don't think anyone heard that. Can't you sign off a podcast goodbye? You have to say something like, "I need a catchphrase. I need like a." Frank Skinner says, "And if there's something some something and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again. This time next week." Uh. Anyway, I'll just say goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Just wrap it up. See, I'm trying to wrap it up. If you just give me a chance, I'd have it wrapped up by now. If you stopped. I didn't stop. T-